Even if you don't now spend an exhaustingly large portion of your day on video chats to colleagues, friends or even family, you'll certainly spend more time than you'd like listening to people complaining about the monotonous grind of video conversation. But those lovely folks in Silicon Valley are thinking about us. And when I say thinking about us, I mean designing new apps that see a business opportunity in offering an alternative to a diary full of Zoom meetings. Culture file clicked on Ashling Kelleher via video chat to talk about a wave of what are being labelled spontaneous social apps that aim to add back some randomness to a lockdown world. So the idea of the spontaneity, I think, is in response to directly the idea of work now taking place in the home, it being highly scheduled, and the same thing with uh, children potentially or, or over the course of the pandemic having to be at home and trying to keep track of everything just leads to this complete fatigue about the idea that all interactions with other human entities are scheduled and occur on, on a very particular time base. I think over time people have become uh, fatigued with that and the idea that well, we don't really have those kind of spontaneous conversations or that you kind of drift by somebody and hear them saying something interesting or if you're at a pub and you hear a couple beside you having an interesting chat, you might throw the odd word in there now and then to maybe get yourself into that conversation. So what we're seeing are these spontaneous, often audio, startups and apps and even companies that have had these on the boil, for example, maybe without any clear market, and have now felt that that desire for the spontaneity, the idea of drifting into a conversation, chatting with some strangers and then drifting away, has become something that has really kind of it hit a market in this at-home time for everybody. Starting in March and, and really taking a boost in April when people globally were at home, is a very exclusive app called Clubhouse. And Clubhouse is a, a spontaneous audio chat area where you can kind of move into rooms. There's some moderators who will specify whether this is going to be a very intimate conversation or this is two or three people talking and a few people listening or 30 people who can all chat at the same time. And it's received tremendous buzz, partially because it's invite only, it's still in private beta, and trying to get into it, and the whole fear of missing out that percolated over Twitter over the summer really kind of allowed this company, which has two employees, to create such tremendous buzz that they're valued at $100 million now. Part of this, we're saying, is is to do with the pandemic and, you know, a, a desire for a bit of spontaneous chat. But I suppose something like Clubhouse, where it is kind of very industry-orientated and it gets the VCs very excited, it kind of fits into the world where these people, a big part of their business is accidentally meeting people. And so they go to conference breakout sessions and speak on panels and have random encounters. And that's the bit that they're trying to technologize, as it were. Of course, I mean, and this is all about your social network, but it also means who has the ability to pay to go to these conferences and who's going to speak to whom. The other significant aspect is how important audio is in this. There is a suggestion that people are just tired of looking at screens and why these uh, new wave of spontaneous chat apps seem to make an inroad is because they let you stop looking and a, a lot of them are audio-based and, and they really leverage the fact that your eyes are again your own and they're not fixed on a screen. The, the apps answer a call that is evident not only in like enterprise situations, so for people who are working together um, and non, not co-located anymore, but also just solving the problem of people being at home, maybe in small confined groups and getting, you get tired of speaking to those folks, but at the same time, 
the scheduled nature of a talk or even the idea of just we're all sitting there looking at one another, it, it is, it can be a little bit overwhelming and just it gets old pretty quickly. And so I think some of these apps, and there's a few that are coming out that are very specific audio solutions altogether. One of them is called Riff which is actually coming out of the UK. And that's really trying to mimic and replicate the idea that say in the world of software development, if there's a small team and they're working on a problem, debugging something over the course of, you know, it might take typically four hours, you don't want to be sitting there staring at one another and your screen at the same time back and forth. So having the audio only chat, which is just maybe on completely for four hours, but you can just choose to speak, it much more replicates the experience of being in an office where you're not all facing one another or you're not all sitting around one screen. I mean, the thing that I've noticed about audio is that, that uh, you know, it seems like it's a hardware problem. You need a nice array of microphones if you're going to give something like the sensation that you're sitting with somebody in the room. You know, it takes a little more solving than uh, inventing a new app, it seems to me. Yeah, I think because Zoom have been at this for a long time if you think about how they've approached the audio. I mean, they have about 10 years of development and one of the most challenging things when you have multiple people and especially when it it scales up to about 50 people is how do you control turn taking? How do you control the idea of not having people speaking over one another but the audio will cut out pretty seamlessly so it doesn't become this extremely annoying issue. So this is where you're seeing a new growth in some ways in thinking about immersive uh, audio environments and the use of spatialized sounds which gives additional cues to the person about perhaps in still an audio-only environment that maybe the group you're with, that you can drift away from them. That maybe there's a more interesting conversation over to your left. And can you do that in a in a way that is kind of socially appropriate? And this is something I experienced over the summer when in a conference that I sadly was supposed to take place in, in Barcelona that I was helping to organize. Um, we wanted to try and replicate the experience of going and looking at posters of people's work. So used Mozilla's Hub's uh, uh, browser interface, which allowed you just through the browser to kind of wander around and then start chatting and texting with people as you came close to their poster. It's not mimicking real life and there's still quite a lot of ways to go. But it was kind of like a fun endeavor that's a lot better than trying to get a lot of people on a call simultaneously. And I think this idea of virtual reality, augmented reality, mixed reality systems with this form of immersive audio are only going to grow even further as you see like the Apple iPod Buds, they are now going to be able to support spatialized sound. So giving this kind of a richness to the experience that may not have been there before. And so there is a company called High Fidelity that's been set up by uh, one of the guys, the co-founders of Second Life. And in this idea, that's precisely what they're trying to do is create these visual interfaces. And Lord help us, the one example they started out with is if there's a visual map of Burning Man and how all the camps are laid out, then you can kind of wander around and listen to different DJs and talk to different people. That probably gives you a sense of, the target market for this um, <laughs> app are like the spaced out people who are going to uh, Burning Man or have the funds to go to Burning Man and would really like to throw their money at this. So it's still early days yet, um, but potentially this is something that people will retreat to and, and feel like we don't need that, oh, I don't have to see you to feel your presence with me. Ashlyn Kelleher of Virginia Tech there, speaking to me from her desk in rural Virginia.